Zimbraconda is a proud supporter of Wisconsin Badger Athletics. If you're looking to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Honda, buy local. Part of the Madison community since 1973, Zimbraconda's customer service is second to none. Experience it today for yourself. Shop local. Shop Zimbraconda. I'll tell you what, I've known Jim Polzin a long time. I consider him a good friend. I didn't realize how much power he wielded. I really didn't. I'm not sure he did. What's it like to decide when Wisconsin posts their opening for a new head football coach? Well, I mean, maybe Chris McIntosh has some idea. But this guy also might. Because he wrote a column about it. And then hours after he filed it, lo and behold, there's the posting. From the Wisconsin State Journal, it is our friend Jim Polzine. Jim, how are you doing with all the power you're now wielding? Listen, I like to consider myself a pretty humble guy, right? So let's just start there. I know there's got to be a there's an ego lurking inside me somewhere, and even that ego doesn't believe I had anything to do with this. Seriously, <laughs> like I, I did not once did I consider on Saturday night that what I wrote had anything to do with this process uh, being moved along quicker than maybe some of us thought. Well, that means you're the opposite of our friend Ben Brust, who may or may not think that his uh, rant on our airwaves factored into the firing of Paul Chris. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, What do you make of this? What were you thinking when you wrote and suggested that they should post it ASAP, and then they did? What does this mean? So I thought in writing it, I thought it might be posted Sunday or Monday at the latest. I just think... A couple things. I think getting the bowl eligibility was a was a big thing, and that's something that Chris McIntosh can go to whoever's whoever he's talking to about this decision and say, "All right, this guy took over in a really bad spot at two and three, coming off a pair of losses by a combined fifty some points, um, and he got this team back to being bowl eligible and continue that streak." I think that was important. But I think two things that happened last week were the decommitments from from um, the 23 recruiting class, which brings that total to three now, uh, you know, it's it, time. There's an urgency to this to some degree. And I think the quicker you can get it done, if you are absolutely convinced your money is your guy, then why not start that process and, and post the job and get that seven day window going. And, and that's what I thought when I was writing that, I was like, you know, I, I thought all along that I was probably going to endorse Jim Leonard at some point. He just has given me no reason to doubt him. Um, but I really wanted the whole season to play out, or in this case, most of the season to play out. And I just felt like, you know, getting the bowl eligibility was big, and, and doing it in a week where Devin Chandler um, gets murdered out in Virginia, and this team is a wreck emotionally again. You know, this is the second time Jim Leonard's really had to pick this team up off its feet. Um, to me, that was another sign. Like, the guy's a leader, and, and wins and losses has to be part of this decision, but it can't be the entire part. Um, his ability to kind of get this team focused in tough times, I think, is says as much to me about him as his four and two record does. Brad Norman here. Thanks for thanks for being on, Jim. It's great to talk to you. So yeah, we, we got to tell Brad. He doesn't have to tell people who he is. Everybody knows. Well, yo, well, you we on, know, we you're know on, who you are, Brad. You're on Wildey and Tausch. I don't know if you're expecting <laughs> Tausch instead of hearing this voice. So 
Just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page here. But Brad what Norman, a just to say it again, to say it again, Brad Norman, <laughs> former Badger, NFL player, etc. Speaking um, of ego. <laughs> so, back to the Badgers. Um, Jim, so now knowing what you know now, job's been posted, what date do you expect head coach to be named? And then, do you have any doubt, any doubt, that it's anyone other than Jim Leonard? So I'm going to start with that question first. I, I don't see if, you, if you've decided Jim Leonard isn't your guy, then I don't know why you would post it Saturday night when you did, right? I mean, if you've decided to go somewhere else, um, then I think you could have delayed the posting until this week because really, let's face it, you're not going to name a coach in seven days if that guy's already got a job. Unless, I mean, Matt Rule's the mystery candidate here or the guy that doesn't have a job right now and you could, in theory, interview and name a coach next week. I just don't think. I just don't. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, so that's that's why I think that that that's why I'm convinced Leonard would be the guy. Um, as far as the timing, I, you know, there's there's different parts of me. Like you could, in theory, do this Saturday after the game. If they beat Minnesota, Chris McIntosh could show up, sit alongside Jim Leonard. You could do it right then. I, it doesn't make sense to me that they would do it then because um, I'm not sure that satisfies the seven day window. First of all, but it also distracts from the players' performance. That doesn't seem like a very UW like thing to do. Um, so I think you could see a, an announcement being sent out as early as Sunday, some sort of formal ceremony as early as next Monday. Um, that's, that would seem to be a time that makes sense to me. And then it allows Jim Leonard, if he's the coach to get on the road and recruit the rest of next week, um, which I think would be big. Jim, Jason Wilde here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll get to my questions about what Brad Nortman was like to cover uh, a little bit later in the program. Um, I am curious, though, because, and and look, we have seen, and we were talking about Joe Thomas's criticism of uh, Jeff Saturday earlier, and, and there are no similarities here. I'm not drawing that comparison. But one criticism about something that needs to be fulfilled in the NFL, and the Fritz Pollard Alliance was not pleased with the way the Indianapolis Colts went about this, um, is obviously the Rooney rule. And that's not what we're talking about here with Wisconsin, but there are some formalities that are involved here. And on the flip side, to some degree, even if you love Jim Leonard, you have to see what else is out there. So now when you talk about, in your answer to Brad Nortman, uh, there, I'm curious... Do you feel like that there has been a significant amount of due diligence done on other potential candidates if the process has played out the way that it has? I'm not, and again, let me be clear, I think we are, at least on this panel, have been in agreement when Tausch has been here, etc., that we thought that Jim Leonard is the right fit. He's got the youthful exuberance, he's got the pelts on the wall, as Mike McCarthy likes to say. He's an alumnus, cares about the university, all those things. I'm just curious as to whether or not if there was someone else that might have some appeal, um, another one of the hot girls from 412, would there be, did they do enough just to make sure that that was not a better match? Yeah, that's a really good question. And something I've struggled with, Jason, too, is because you're right, like we can't end this ongoing cycle of just having white males be candidates if you don't at least look to see what else is out there and so so i don't know this but my hope is that 
Chris McIntosh used these six weeks, and you know, and, and he hired a search firm. Um, so somewhere in that process, that he has at least talked to candidates. Now, were they formal interviews? I don't know, but I would hope that he's at least talked, uh, considered, looked, listened, all those things, and and has still decided that Jim Leonard's his guy. That this hasn't been just a one-person candidacy all along. I, I just I, not and knowing Chris McIntosh, I just don't think he'd operate that way. I think he's a pretty thoughtful guy. I think he probably viewed this as a chance to learn more about this uh, position, learn what people think about it, um, who, who might be interested. And that's part of the, uh, the, the positive about hiring a search firm is that you can do some of this stuff behind the scenes. Um, so I, I do think that not knowing, again, because Chris Mack has been very, very quiet about this process, I would think he would at least look into this. Like a guy like Dave Aranda, to me, um, I, w- I wonder whether there's been conversations there because Dave, you know, and Chris would have crossed paths here. Um, and I know Dave Aranda's got a team to coach right now, so that's what makes us a little bit tricky. But I would hope that there's been some candidates, um, you know, black candidates, other nationality candidate, candidates that have been discussed and talked to, um, and that this wasn't just a one-person uh, show. But, I, again, like, well, those are questions for Chris McIntosh that he's going to need to answer at some point. Jim Brad Norman here again. Um, <laughs> so a, a lot of a lot of Jim Leonard's interview process and resume and almost interview has been how the last half of the season has unfolded, and basically he's putting on display why he should be the head coach just purely with how they've finished the season and winning ball games and getting bowl eligible. If you were to distill down to a word. A sentence, just what you've seen shift, right, from from Coach Christ to Jim Leonard. As far as the vibes of the locker room, the how the players respond, what what have you seen change from Coach Christ to Coach Leonard that makes you think, okay, you know what, this is the guy for the job. This this was here now, it wasn't there before. Can you distill it down to a word, a sentence, anything that we can wrap our arms around to say, this is what we've seen out of him and this is how I've seen the players respond? One word, I would say confidence. I think this team is playing more confidently. It's not always playing well. It's not always executing like it should. But they're playing hard and they're playing with a little bit of confidence. I'm going to write this later in the week. But Jim Leonard, as you know, he's a guy with a ton of swagger. And I think that's a good thing. I think this program needs a little bit of swagger. And I think he brings that. Um the other comparison I made, I've really made this from the beginning is when this happened is that I thought, I think Jim Leonard was the person inside Kellner Hall that people wanted to be the next head coach. He still had to prove it. He had to go pull a Greg Gard, right? And I don't know that he's totally pulled a Greg Gard because Greg Gard, if you look back at what Greg Gard did after taking over Bo Ryan, that program was in rough shape. He got him back to a fourth place finish, got him to the NCAA tournament, and along the way, really won a lot of games against ranked teams. I mean, they had, they had an impressive resume the rest of the season under Greg Gard. Once they kind of figured things out after a loss at Northwestern, I think they were 9-9 and at one point that season and 2-4 and four under Greg, and then went on like a, a streak where they went 12-1. and one. So, see, Jim Leonard hasn't done that. I mean, he's 4-2 and two. In, in terms of uh, signature victories, not a lot of great stuff there. Purdue, you know, Maryland, it, it's not the same type of thing as Greg Gard, but I think the comparison is that he hasn't done anything to lose this job, and he's, he's made this program better. It could have spiraled out of control. He has made this program better in a short time while also, and I think this is an important point, 
while also being handcuffed to some degree, um, he's he didn't get to hire these offensive coaches that are on the staff, and I'm not sure who's all going to be back next season. This is not necessarily the offensive scheme that he would pick if, if he was running a program, and we're going to see how that changes. Um, he didn't put together this recruiting staff. He didn't put together this recruiting plan. So I think he's a big-picture guy. When, when he gets a chance to kind of give, give his vision to Chris McIntosh, I think Chris McIntosh is going to hear a lot of things that he likes. And, and I already have heard a lot of things I like out of Jim Leonard's mouth. I think he's, there's going to be some things that stay the same here, but I think he's going to branch this program out a little bit and um, think a little bit differently, uh, a little bit like Brett Bielema did. Right? And you, you played under him. Um, Brett Bielema had a big-picture mindset and wasn't afraid to do things a little bit differently than they were under Barry Alvarez. And I think Jim Leonard's going to do the same thing. That's true. And you asked me for one word, and I just gave you about 700 <laughs> words. So it's, you must not know me well enough, Brad. <laughs> the more, the better. All right, Jimmy, last thing for you, then we'll let you go. How many times did you interview Brad Nortman, and was he as good of an interview as a player uh, as he's been as a cousin sub of the day today? Cousin subs, we believe him better. Yeah, Nortman's always great. So, I, you know, obviously I was at, I was like the number two guy uh, under Molly for most of that tenure. And then one year that Brad played, I was covering the Packers up with you the Super Bowl year. So I missed an entire year of Norman, but he was good. I always like, you know, kickers are always a little bit weird, but punters have always been pretty solid. Like those, <laughs> my, I always tell people this, offensive linemen and punters um, and, and a lot of quarterbacks are kind of the go-tos on the team in terms of who you're going to get the best quotes out of and who you're going to get the most insight out of. So I, I think uh, – Myself and everybody else that is on this beat would fully endorse Nortman as being one of the uh, the really good, helpful guys on the on the team. Well, I can't wait till he's the special teams coordinator. Then moving forward for Jim Leonard and breaking news. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully he still has time to fill in once or twice on the show as well. Jimmy, you talk about go-to guys in the locker room when it comes to the Badgers. You're our go-to guy. Uh, Don't tell our Badgers outsider that. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Have a good week. That is Jim Polzine from the Wisconsin State Journal. His column did not, in fact, lead to the immediate posting, at least in his opinion. I'm still not sure that he convinced me. It's still a possibility. Uh, But the job has been posted. The window has been opened for applications for the head football coach job at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, Brad, as we spent that time talking to Jim, I think we all agree that there is not a surprise coming at the end of the seven-day window where they're going to introduce Matt Rule as the new Badgers head coach. I agree. I just do not see that happening. I don't think, even with somebody like that that has been a you know, college head coach, had great success, I don't think it would be received well by the fans. I really don't. If splashy hire name brand, I don't think, I don't think the fans want that. I don't think Bascom Hill wants that. I don't want that to be quite honest. So I don't see this. I don't see it happening. I just don't. What I do see happening is a rousing routine of Woe Nelly. Brad's first foray into Woe Nelly, but probably not his last. That's next. It's Will D and